was a few weeks ago, I think I, uh, I talked about making the most of our opportunity or opportunity knocks. And I think every time we are in this place, we need to make the most of the freedom God's given us. Amen. So tonight we actually have the freedom to receive the word of God. I think we forget sometimes that all across this globe, there are individuals that don't have that freedom. Individuals that don't have the freedom to gather into the house of God or freedom to carry around the word of God or even the freedom to speak the word of God. I know we're experiencing some attacks on those freedoms, but nothing like there is all across the globe. But tonight I'm thankful that we have the freedom to come into God's house and the freedom to receive his word. Amen. Uh, tonight I'm going to continue on a series um, that I just started last week. It's, a, it's really a series within. It seems to be a series, but it's Scriptural Intake, A Pursuit of a pursuit in Godliness, Part 2. Uh, as most of you know, over the last few weeks, uh, we've been involved in the pursuit of godliness or the pursuit of acquiring the character of Christ in our lives and what it takes to succeed. And part of what it's going to take for us to acquire this thing called godliness and to be successful in our pursuit is scriptural intake. Before I even get into that and catch you up from where we were last week, we'll go to the Lord one more time in prayer and just ask that he prepare us for his word. Amen. Father God, I thank you that you are in this place, Father God, that you reign in this house. But most importantly, it's my prayer tonight that you would reign in our hearts, God, that you would reign in these fleshly bodies, that you would reign, Father God, on the throne of our heart, not just in a, a building made of brick and clay, but that you would reign, Father God, in our own lives. So, Father God, tonight, every one of us, I pray, would yield ourselves to you, me included, that we would yield ourselves to the leading of your Holy Spirit and the, the will of your Holy Spirit, Father God. I pray that we would yield ourselves to your power and your will, Father God, because tonight it's not about us, it's about you. So it, it, not that our will would be done tonight, God, but it's our prayer that your will would be done in our lives. And it can't be done without the power and the anointing of your Holy Spirit. So, God, we yield ourselves to you, make room to, uh, for you to move however it is you desire to move, God. Let your word come forward with clarity, with revelation, with understanding, God. Let us receive it with gladness in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Last week, I began a... A kind of a mini-series on the five methods of scriptural intake that I believe have to be part of our lives if we want our pursuit in godliness or our pursuit in spiritual maturity to be profitable and successful. Those five methods that I mentioned or brought to you last week are hearing the Word of God, reading the Word of God, studying the Word of God, uh, memorizing the Word of God, and meditating on the Word of God. There's, there's other things that we can do concerning the Word of God, like sharing the Word of God and preaching the Word of God. But these, church, are five methods of scriptural intake that must be a part of our lives, that allow us to properly grasp the Word of God, understand the Word of God, live by the Word of God, claim the Word of God, uh, produce the Word of God in our lives. These, these are the five fingers that, that allow us to properly hold on to the power and the promises of God and not let them get away from us, church. If we only use one of these five fingers, I would say, concerning the Word of God, we will not be able to cling to all the promises of God or the power of God or even the provisions of God. What we will find is, is those things slipping through our fingers and getting past our grasp. But if we can establish and if we can allow all five of these methods of scriptural intake to be matured in our lives, I trust, trust me, they will not get away from us. 
They'll cling to us until we go to the grave, church. And that's what this little mini-series is all about. In Psalm 19, or in Psalm 119, David said, Let not your words escape from me. And if we want that prayer to be answered in our own life, we must use these five methods of scriptural intake to keep God's word from getting away from our lives, to keep his power and provisions from slipping away. Last week, we focused on what I would say the main method of scriptural intake, which is hearing the word of God. I'm not going to re-preach it. I don't want to bore you or uh, uh, be laborious concerning it, but I always like to catch us up to where we left off, hearing it preached hearing it taught, hearing it spoken, maybe even hearing it sang or even read aloud into our lives. Romans 10:14 says, "How can they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear unless someone preaches to them?" So I say that and I read that because I want us to understand uh, that the foundation of our faith and our personal pursuit of godliness must begin with hearing the word of God. Whether it's hearing it taught or hearing it preached or hearing it sang or our kids hearing us read it aloud to them or or a spouse read. It doesn't matter how you hear it. But I want you to understand that our journey in faith and our journey towards godliness begins with hearing the word of God. Romans 10:17 says faith comes by hearing and hearing what the word of God, the word of God, church, not the word of man. Not the word of great philosophers, not the word of today's great thinkers, but the word of God. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. So the reality is none of us would be where we are tonight if somewhere along life's way, if at some point, some place, at some time, we did not hear the word of God spoken into our lives. Amen? But the reality is, every single one of us, if we claim to be Christians, if we claim to be believers, if we claim to be bought in the blood of Jesus Christ, somewhere in our life, we heard the Word of God and we responded to it, and our journey in faith began. Because it all begins with hearing the Word of God. It's one of the main reasons, church, that we are told to be a mouthpiece for God. It's one of the main reasons we are told to testify and witness and to share the good news verbally because someone needs to hear the Word of God. Their faith journey cannot begin until they hear the Word of God. It is the foundation to every one of our faith, hearing the Word of God. So part of the mini lesson that I will tell you is not just hear it, but I I encourage you to speak it. It's not part of what my lesson is today, but I want to encourage you once you've heard the Word, start speaking the Word. Speak it over your life, speak it over your family's life, speak it over your marriage, speak it over your job, speak it over your finances, speak it over your next door neighbor, speak it over your boss, speak it over your co-worker, speak it over your stormy day. Speak the Word of God, church, because there's life in the Word of God and faith is developed in hearing the Word of God. So the reality is every single one of us are here tonight because somewhere we heard the Word of God. And faith begins with hearing the Word of God. The second method of scriptural intake, which I introduced briefly last week, uh, it becomes more personal. The second method of scriptural intake turns from relying on others to feed us to us feeding ourselves. It it, it goes from uh, others dressing us to us dressing ourselves. The second method of scriptural intake, like I touched on last week, it removes the middleman. 
It takes the apostle, it takes the prophet, it takes the evangelist, it takes the teacher and the preacher, it takes the prophet or the priest, whatever you want, might want to call it, or the pastor. It takes them out of the picture and it leaves us all alone with God. That's what this second method of scriptural intake is all about. And, and the, the second method I'm talking about is reading the Word of God. You see, like I said last week, when there's a prophet, a priest, an evangelist, a teacher, a preacher, there's a third person involved in, in us hearing the Word of God. But how many of you know God wants to mature us? He, he wants us to grow. And, and the second method of scriptural intake takes the third wheel out of the picture and it leaves us all alone with God. And that is reading the Word of God. Not someone else reading it to us, but us reading the Word of God ourselves. It puts us in a place that some of us don't like to be. It puts us in a place of personal accountability. You see, as long as someone else is speaking the Word to me, I can judge the speaker. I can criticize and ridicule the speaker. I can disqualify the speaker. But when you take the the third person out of the picture, it leaves us all alone with God. No one else we can point to. No one else. You know, I, I know we can try to, to, to tell God sometimes that he's wrong, but, but please listen to me. God knows what he's talking about. The second method of scriptural intake that is crucial to our success in this in Christian living or our pursuit of godliness is the reading of the word of God. Reading the word of God. It, I'll look at it like this, church. The second method of scriptural intake is what fills in the gap between Sunday and Sunday. It's what fills in the gap between Wednesday and Wednesday when we hear the Word of God, when we rely on others speaking the Word into our lives and over our lives. And it puts the responsibility and the pursuit of godliness on our shoulders and on our heart. It takes the responsibility away from the pastor, and it takes the responsibility away from the staff. It, it takes the responsibility away from the next-door neighbor. It takes away all the excuses as to why I did not receive the Word of God on Sunday because the music was too loud, or my neighbor talked too much, or a kid was crying. Or it takes away all the excuses, and it puts us alone with God. And God speaks into our life when we read His Word. And it puts us in a place of of personal responsibility that a lot of us don't like to be. And it's why a lot of us don't read the Word of God. Because we don't want to be accountable to it. It, it, it just puts us in a place that is more uncomfortable. But, but, but we need to understand, to grasp everything that God has for us, to hold on to it and not let it go, we must learn to read the Word of God. And I'm talking about actually opening it, opening it up and reading it from cover to cover. I'm not talking about reading one passage your entire spiritual life, your entire Christian life. I'm not talking about only hearing the word that is preached on Sunday morning or or Wednesday night. I'm talking about reading the entire word of God from one cover to the other, from the beginning all the way to the end. Because God is the Alpha and the Omega. You understand? He is the beginning and the end. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And the only way that we would understand and can understand what He has authored for our life is by reading this from the beginning to the end and not stopping anywhere in the middle. You see what you need to understand, and I'll touch on it later. If you don't have the, if you don't read the complete word of God, you don't have the complete revelation of God. If you don't, if you've never read the complete word of God, please listen to me. You don't have a complete understanding of God. If you don't have a complete understanding of God, you can't completely worship God. You can't completely serve God. You can't completely obey God if you don't completely read the word of God. 
We can't live our Christian life with a, with, with a partial revelation and a partial understanding of who God is. One of the main reasons people don't worship God is because they don't know God. And they don't know God because they've never read about God. One of the reasons people don't give to God is because they don't know God. They don't know how much He gave them, so they, they're unwilling to give anything back. They don't know about the sacrifice that He made. They don't know about this thing called grace and this thing called mercy. They, they don't know God completely, so they can't yield themselves to him completely when we understand this from front to back when 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 we understand the entirety and we may not always understand the entirety but when we yield ourselves to the entirety of god's word guess what there's something that just happens in our life when we read from the beginning to the end the entire word of god it's more likely that we will give our entire being our entire family, entire marriage, all, everything about us, it's more likely that we'll give our entire self to the Word of God. One of the reasons we need to learn to read the Scripture ourselves, church, the entirety of the Scripture, and I touched on it last week, there's no way that I can preach this, this entire Word of God to you in 52 weeks, 52 Wednesdays. And if you take some vacations and if you take some special events and you take some other things that do not provide me the opportunity to preach on a Wednesday night, you, you're probably looking at like 45, 40 or 45 Wednesdays. There's no way I could preach the entire word of God to you in 45 weeks. I've been on, like I said last week, this thing of godliness for the last seven or eight weeks. I'll be on this series alone, the five fingers of, of, of scriptural intake for five weeks. There's no way I could preach the entire revelation of God to you in 52 weeks. There's no way that the pastor or even the two of us combined could preach to you the entire word of God in 52 weeks. But you can read the entire word of God in 52 weeks. You can read the entire revelation of God. You can read all the mysteries of God. You can read the deep things of God. You can read the will of God and the promises of God and, and the, the instruction of God in 365 days. And the reality is every single one of us should be doing that. Every single one of us should be doing that. And if we're not, there's something. uh, uh, Listen to me. Our spiritual walk is incomplete. Our spiritual life is incomplete. Our relationship with the Father is incomplete. We need to yield ourselves to reading the Word of God. All of it, church. Hearing the Word. This is the way I look at it. Hearing the Word of God is the bricks. Hearing the word and listening to the word of God are the building blocks to godliness. It's the the formation of our faith. But reading it on our own is the mortar that holds all the bricks together. The, the reading the Word of God is what fills in the gaps and, and makes us strong. It's what holds together the structure. Please understand me and listen to me. If the only time you receive or hear or intake the Word of God is on a Sunday or a Wednesday, your structure is weak. I, I want you to understand that there's gaps in it and holes in it. And when the enemy comes against you, those blocks will fall down. Those bricks will fall. The formation of, of just hearing the Word of God is not enough in our lives. Listen, I can preach to my children till I'm blue in the face. They can hear my words uh, until I'm blue in the face. I was there when I was young. My parents preached to me till they were blue in their face, hoping that I would build some kind of spiritual life. But please listen to me until I became disciplined enough To allow the Word of God to become the mortar that held together everything they ever spoke into my life. My life was a shambles. 
my Christianity was nothing more than a facade that fell down every Monday and I had to rebuild it every Sunday. And that's where so many Christians live because they don't have anything holding together the words that they hear, church. Please understand me. Sunday and Wednesday is not enough. They're bricks. They're promises. They're all the things that God has available to us. But if you want your spiritual structure to be strong, you better open up the Word of God and begin to cement and concrete all of those words together. It's what makes a righteous building. It's what makes a godly person. And this is what we've got to get past. We've got to get past this Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. We've got to live lives that are Sunday through Sunday. Not weekend Christians. We've got to live a life where we hear the Word of God on Sunday, read the Word of God the rest of the week, then come back on Sunday and be empowered by the Word of God once again. But here's the way we come into the house of God. We come into the house of God. God, fix my problems today. Put me all back together. And then on Monday morning, we go back out and we fail to to cement what the Word of God has spoken to us. We fail to hold all the pieces together. And by Thursday or Tuesday, we fall all apart again and come back on Sunday and say, God, put me together again. God's fixing a mess. We're nothing more like Humpty Dumpty that had a great fall. And we fall off the wall on Monday or we fall off on Thursday and we say, Pastor, come and put me back together again. You see, I want you to understand that wouldn't have to happen if we had the Word of God in our life. If we read it on a regular basis and allowed it to strengthen our faith and our walk. This is what I'm, this is what all I'm trying to teach you, church. If you want your spiritual structure to be strong, If you want this godliness and the character of Christ to be firmly established in your life, read the Word of God 365 days a week. Look, I know all of us might miss a day, but you understand what I'm saying. You can do more for yourself spiritually than I could in a whole year. You can do more for yourself spiritually just by getting alone with God and building a foundation in your life than I could in 52 Sundays, or 52 Wednesdays, or even the pastor and I combined. Reading the Word is how God gives us our daily bread, church. Reading the Word of God is our first step towards spiritual maturity and godliness. Reading the Word of God is what dresses us properly every day. It's what orders our footsteps every single day. I want you to understand the Word of God is what dresses us from Sunday to Sunday. It's what equips us from Sunday to Sunday. It's what encourages us from Sunday to Sunday. It's what empowers us from Sunday to Sunday. And without it, guess what? You're not empowered. Without it, you're not dressed properly. Without it, you won't be encouraged. Without it, you'll fall apart, just like I said. But reading it, reading the Word of God is what orders our footsteps every day. I know we all believe that the Holy Spirit is the one who leads us into all truth, and that's true. But please understand this. Without the Word of God, the Holy Spirit has nowhere to lead us. Without the Word of God, and I don't want to get super theological with you. But I want you to understand that the Holy Spirit, if you don't have the Word of God in your life, the Holy Spirit can't lead you anywhere. The Holy Spirit will only enlighten and empower the words that He inspired Himself. Please understand me. He's not going to empower and inspire a lie. 
I want you to understand that, 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 that he will only inspire and empower the words that he inspired himself. And if you don't have this, you're not going to be inspired. If you don't have this, you're not going to be empowered. I want you to understand, we, we offer up all these prayers to God. And the Holy Spirit sitting there saying, if you would just pick up this weapon, if you would just pick up the mortar, if you would just pick up my inspiration, if you would just pick up my encouragement, if you would just pick up my power and put it in your life, then I can lead you somewhere. Lead you somewhere. He can't lead us into God's will if we don't know God's will. Do you understand what I'm saying? He can't give us the strength to do God's will if we don't know God's will. We have to understand that all of what we, all of what the Holy Spirit uses to get us where we need to go is the Word of God. The Word that He inspired Himself. This is what we have to realize, church. The truth is the Holy Spirit leads us into truth. This is what He reveals. This is what He imparts. This is what He empowers in our life. It is the Word of God. And without the Word of God, like I said, the Holy Spirit Please understand how I'm saying this. He can't accomplish much in your life. The Holy Spirit's all-powerful. The Holy Spirit is God. But if you want Him to empower you, you've got to be prepared for Him to empower you. We can't just sit around and say, Okay, God, empower me. Okay, God, enlighten me. Okay, God, give me direction. Okay, God, show me your will. When it's all sitting right here and we never put it in. You see, what you have to understand is when you open up the Word of God uh, concerning a particular situation, you can pray about it and pray about it and pray about it, but you'll find the answer to it right here. You'll find the encouragement to it right here. You'll find the joy you need, the peace you need, the strength you need, the revelation, the wisdom that you need right here. And this is what the Holy Spirit will cause to come to life when you open up the book, is the Word of God. And we have to read it. Understand the Word of God is what orders our footsteps, church. According to Psalm 119, 133, without reading the Word of God, our walk will be out of order. Without reading the Word of God, our steps will be out of order. The words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart will be out of order if we don't have the Word of God in our life. I want you to understand without reading the Word of God, our minds and our thoughts will be out of order. Our attitude and our behavior will be out of order. I want you to understand without the Word of God being at the foundation of your marriage, your marriage will be out of order. Without the Word of God and reading the Word of God within your family, your family will be out of order. I want you to understand without the Word of God being read and spoken and and meditated upon at your workplace or over for your job or whatever situation you have, I want you to understand it will all be out of order. I want you to understand how important reading the Word of God is in our life, our pursuits, our plans, our priorities, church, and even our prayers will all be out of order if they are not ordered by the Word of God. If you want your prayers to be powerful, order them by the Word of God. God spoke them. God promised them. God provided them. God anointed them. God empowered them. So why not speak them? Why not pray them, church? If you want, if you want your priorities to be in order, read the Word of God. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? If we don't read the Word of God and allow it to become the mortar in our life, every area of our life will be out of order. I know a lot of us don't like to think that, but it's the absolute truth of Scripture, church. Most lives are a mess. Christians' lives, and even unsaved lives, are a mess simply because their steps are not ordered by the Word of God. You know it as well as I do. 
You know as well as I do that before you came to Christ, before you responded to the word that you heard, your life was probably as much of a mess as mine. There's a lot of us in this house, we're like the prodigal son out in the pig pen. But until he responded to that still small voice that spoke something into his life, till he came back to his right senses, his life was a mess. Why was it a mess? Because he was not ordering it by the Word of God. It wasn't ordered by the Word of God. Most marriages, listen to me, that, we, that, that are falling apart in the house of God are a mess because the marriage isn't ordered by the Word of God. Most families that we hear about that come in for counseling and need help getting their family back together are a mess because their families are not ordered by the Word of God, church. Most minds are confused, dazed and confused and and troubled and, and distressed and depressed simply because they are not ordered by the Word of the Lord. Our thoughts wander into dark places. We set our eyes on unclean things. We give in to the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life because all of those things are not being ordered by the Word of the Lord, church. Please understand, we go down dead-end roads because our path is not being ordered by the Word of the Lord. There's a way that seems right unto many, but its end is destruction. And when your footsteps are not ordered by the Word of the Lord, guess where you're going to end up? On a dead-end road of destruction, church. When your marriage is not ordered by the word of the Lord, it will end up at a place of dead end, at a dead end in destruction. All of it, church. It's how important reading the word of God is in our life and using it as the mortar that holds everything together. Please grasp that this is what the Holy Spirit uses to widen the steps beneath our feet. This is what keeps us from stumbling. The word of God says... That he will widen the steps beneath our feet. Well, what in the world do you think he uses to widen our steps? You think he uses the philosophy of men? You think he uses Hollywood? Do you think he uses the great thinkers of today? Do you think he uses the wisdom of the world? Absolutely not. The only way God can widen the steps beneath your feet is by putting the Word of God under it. The only way you can keep from stumbling is by stepping on the Word of God and the promises of God and the will of God and and the instruction of God and the direction of God. This is what keeps us from stumbling. This is what widens the steps beneath our feet. And if you want to make it through a day without stumbling, if you want to make it through a day without falling, If you want to make it through the day without ending it, a dead-end road to destruction, you better let the Holy Spirit put the Word of God under your feet. And the only way that the Holy Spirit can lead you on that path, because again, remember I said the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. If we don't have the Word of God, the Holy Spirit can't lead us on that path. If you don't have it inside of you, the, the Holy Spirit can't enlighten it, bring revelation to it, church. It's how important reading the Word of God is in our life. Well, I heard it on Sunday. And pastor was really fiery. That should last me all week. Woo! I got in a good dance. Woo! I got in a good shout. That should last me all week through. Guess what? The devil will put out that fire as soon as you wake up Monday morning. And it's why you better light a new one by opening up the Word of God. I want you to understand on Sunday morning while the pastor's hot and fiery, the sun can be shining. But you can walk out and rise up on Monday morning and find the sky as dark as gray. I want you to understand it's why we need the Word of God 365 days out of the year. Amen. 
Amen. Listen, if the only intake of Scripture we have, I said it, is on Sunday morning when we hear pastor preach, then our revelation is incomplete. If the only intake of Scripture we have is on Sunday or Wednesday, when the pastor preaches, then our vision is incomplete, our understanding is incomplete, our faith is incomplete, even our worship is incomplete. I already shared that with you. We need to read the entire Bible to get, to, to get God's complete revelation in our life. We need to read the entire Bible to get God's complete truth established in our life. To get the complete insight that the Word of, God's, uh, the, the Word of God offers. And we can't do that on Sunday alone. We need it every single day, church. We need it every single week. If you read Hebrews, this is just an example. If you read Hebrews, which is in the New Testament, without reading the Old Testament as well, especially Isaiah, especially some of the prophecy, church, then none of it will make sense to you. Your revelation about it will be lacking. Your understanding in it will be lacking. It'll be incomplete. Your understanding, if you just read Hebrews in the New Testament, your understanding or full understanding of the precious Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world, that doesn't just cover it up but takes it away, where our sin is transferred onto Jesus who is the precious Lamb of God. If you don't read the Old Testament and understand the sacrificial system, you, you can't clearly and completely understand what Jesus really did for me. You can't understand how important uh, and, how, and, and how divine and how beautiful Jesus' sacrifice was. And if you don't understand how beautiful it was, you can't worship Him like you should worship Him. Your appreciation will be lacking. Your devotion will be lacking. Your understanding will be lacking. It's why we need to read the whole Word of God, church. So we get complete revelation. So we get complete understanding. So we get the complete truth of the Word church, so that we can adore him like we should adore him, worship him like we should worship him, serve him like we should serve him. We need complete revelation from God. And we can't have that without the complete word of God being established in our lives, church. Therefore, if you want the whole truth and nothing but the truth, you've got to read the whole truth. You know, I know they say that in court. You you promise to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. But listen to me. If you want to know the whole truth and nothing but the truth, if you don't want to walk through your life walking on lies, if you don't, if you don't want to live your life walking on slippery slopes, if you, don't want to, if you don't want to give ear to false doctrine, if you don't want to give ear to lies and, 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 the, and the voice of the enemy, if you want to know the, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, you better read the whole truth, church. Or you will believe a lie, or you will walk on slippery slopes, and you will stumble and you will fall. We've got to read the whole truth, church. If you want complete revelation, you have to read the complete revelation. How many of you know God doesn't have to add one more thing to this? This is His complete revelation. As a matter of fact, he says, let, the one, let, 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 let them be a curse that try to add to this or take away from this. Because if you take away one verse, you take away from God's revelation. If you add to this, you mess up God's revelation. This is his complete revelation. And if you want, if you want complete revelation in your life, if you're going through a difficult time, you don't know what to do, where to turn, how to, how to head... If you don't know where north is, south is, east is, or west is in your current situation, and you need revelation from God, read the revelation of God. It's what we have to understand. If you want to know the secret things of God, the hidden things of God, the mysteries of God, then you have to read all of His secrets. 
If you want to, if you want to be able to claim all of the promises of God, you better read all the promises of God. There's some individuals that got one promise to stand on and they wonder why they can't make it through their Christian life. One promise. Well, that's better than none. Praise God they got one thing to cling to. But, it, it, you know, if you want to walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil, you better know that promise. If you want to, if you want the promises of God to be revealed in your life, and I could take a lot of time to, to, to tell them to you. But again, you would just be hearing them. You need to read them. So that you can stand on them, that so you can cling to them, so you can claim them for your own life, church. So that's what we have to understand. If you want to be a complete Christian, you've got to read the complete Word of God. Otherwise, we will be lacking in Christian character. We'll be lacking in integrity. We'll be lacking in loyalty. We'll be lacking in patience and love and peace and joy and all of those things. The fruit of the Spirit that the world sees, church... You see, the gifts of the Spirit, they operate in the church. The fruits of the Spirit is what the world needs to see. And if anybody was to ask me what's more important, I'd tell you it's the fruit of the Spirit. Because the fruit of the Spirit is what the world sees. The gifts of the Spirit are uh, we can use to show off. The gifts of the Spirit are stuff that we can allow us to get haughty. The gifts of the Spirit, uh, we can become like Pharisees, Pharisees and say, I'm all that in a bag of chips and I don't need nobody to tell me what to do because I speak in tongues and I do this and I do that. You see, you need to understand that the, that, that the fruit of the Spirit is what the world sees and what the world tastes. And if you don't got this in you, you don't got no fruit. I know that's not good English or good grammar. But we need to understand that there's no way we can impact that world if we don't have the Word hidden in our heart, church. We've got to read the Word of God. The sad reality is the house of God is filled with individuals whose lives are lacking. The house of God, the place we gather to worship our Father, is filled with individuals whose lives are incomplete. Their joy is incomplete. Their marriages are incomplete. Their families are incomplete. Their peace is incomplete. Their faith is incomplete. Their spiritual wardrobe is incomplete. And everybody can see it. I think if I put on enough, if I'm shiny enough and expensive enough clothes and good enough shoes and a good enough purse and a big enough hat, that nobody will see that spiritually I'm incomplete. But the sad reality is the house of God is filled with individuals who are incomplete for one reason and one reason only. They don't have the Word of God. They rely on the pastor to dress them every Sunday. They rely on the pastor to feed them every Sunday. But they have yet learned how to dress themselves. They've yet learned how to feed themselves. They've yet learned how to open up the Word of God and say, God, I need a revelation. God, I need some truth. God, I need some courage. God, I need some faith. God, I need some hope today. I need some joy today. I need to, I need to feel your love today. And the only, look, we can pray that till we're blue in the face, but until we open it up and come face to face with it, we're going to be lacking. This should not be a church that's lacking in any form or fashion. We, listen, God's given us everything we need pertaining to life and godliness. We shouldn't be lacking in any way. We shouldn't be incomplete in any way. 
Please understand, I preached it a thousand times. When Jesus hung on the cross, He said, it's finished. And everything that needs to be done is done. Everything you need to be godly, everything you need to be righteous, everything you need to be complete has been provided right here at Calvary's cross. And all we got to do is implement it in our life, church. Please understand how important reading the Word of God is. Sad reality is, like I said, the house of God is filled with individuals who are incomplete simply because they do not read the Word of God. They're hearers, but they're not readers. Listen, when we read the Word of God, when we read the Word of God, we have an opportunity to learn from the Master Teacher Himself, who is the Holy Spirit that leads us into all truth, like I said. Remember, as helpful as it is to receive from earthly coaches, and I've talked about that before, we need commitment, we need coaching, we need constant practice, but as helpful as it is to receive from earthly coaches, as helpful as it is to receive from apostles, and prophets, and evangelists, and preachers, and teachers, uh, spiritual leaders in our life. How, as important as it, is, as it is to have these coaches in our lives, like our pastor church, we must also be taught by the Holy Spirit Himself. Because every word of Scripture was inspired by the Holy Spirit. The Word of God, please listen. I hope you consider me somewhat of a spiritual man. But I didn't inspire the Word of God. I want you to understand your pastor didn't inspire the Word of God. There's no apostle, there's no prophet, there's no evangelist, there's no preacher, there's no teacher that inspired the Word of God, church. Their words are inspired by the Holy Spirit. Their words are inspired by God Himself. And what we have to understand is as important as all of those ministries are, as as important as all of those spiritual coaches are in our life, we also need to be coached by the Holy Spirit Himself. If you want to be inspired by the Holy Spirit, church, like men of old were inspired by the Holy Spirit, then we have to read the words that He inspired. I don't want to get too confusing there. But if you want to be inspired by the Word of God, we must read the words that He inspired. If you want to be inspired by the Holy Spirit, what better words to inspire us than the words He spoke Himself? What better words to inspire us than the words He inspired Himself? This is why the reading the Word of God is so important in our life, church. If I want to be inspired by the Holy Spirit when I stand up here and I preach, if the pastor wants to be inspired by the Holy Spirit when he stands up here and preaches, we better have read his Word. Because I could stand up here all excited but not inspired. I could stand up here all powerful but not inspired. I hope you understand the difference. I can get up here and be, be a good motivational speaker, but that don't mean I'm inspired by the Holy Spirit. The only thing that the Holy Spirit inspires are the words He already spoke. I hope you grasp that. Holy Spirit, I taught last week. He don't make up new revelations. He don't make up new truths. He don't make up new paths. They've already been established. They've already been written. They've already been spoken. They've already been inspired. He doesn't need to, to use anything new. And it's why we need the Word of God, because that's what inspires us, church. One of the things we have to understand is that there's so many people that that are not inspired because they don't have the Word of God in their life. There's so many people that go through their entire Christian life uninspired simply because they do not have the Word of God in their life. 
They have no dedication. They've got no determination. They've got no direction. They've got no devotion. They're not inspired to do anything for the kingdom. They're not inspired in any area of their life, mainly because they don't have the inspired word of God in their life. I want you to understand when when these words which are inspired begin to saturate your life, guess what? Your life will become inspired. I, I, I hope you understand that. I, I hope you understand that there are individuals that will go through their entire life with a cloud over their head. There's individuals that will go through their entire life. They, their life is gray. Their life is gloomy. Their life is drabby. Like I said, they've, they've always got this storm cloud over their head. They're completely uninspiring to anyone around them. And the reality is, if we call ourselves sons and daughters of the Most High God, if we call ourselves children of God, there should be something a little inspiring about us. Amen? I want you to understand, there should be something inside of our life, something about the way we are spiritually adorned, something about our speech, something about our conduct, something about our worship, something about our faith, something about our relationship with the Father that inspires someone else. And, And listen to me. It's very easy... The best way that I can say that, put me in, put me in a gloomy room with 12 people for about 60 minutes, and, I, and I'll tell you who reads the Word of God. I'll tell you who, who regularly practices reading the Word of God, because they're the ones that will shine. They're the ones in the middle of it that will offer a little bit of inspiration. They're the ones who will lift up their hands and worship like Paul and Silas in a prison cell in the middle of the night, because there's something about the certain individuals that inspire others, church. I hope you surround yourself with people that inspire you. And if you've got a bunch of people around you that drag you down and offer no inspiration, you better cut the chain real quick because they're going to drag you down too. You need to surround yourself with people that can build you up and inspire you to dream, inspire you to hope, inspire you to go on in the midst of your trials and tribulations. Well, you may as well throw in the towel. Why are you trying so hard? God ain't never listened to you yet. What makes you think he's going to listen to you now? You've gone knocking on his door a hundred times. What more is one more going to make? Listen, you better get some people around you that it can inspire you, church. Amen. We should be an inspiration. Listen, it's through his word that he encourages us, equips us, and empowers us. And I'm coming, I'm coming to a close soon. I've got to find me an end. I've got five pages and I'm not even in the middle of page three. But it's through his word that he encourages us, he equips us, and empowers us. If you need to be encouraged by the word, read the word. If you want to be empowered by the promises of God and the Word, read the Word, church. If you want to be equipped for ministry, if you want to be equipped to do the impossible, if you want to be equipped to enter into a marriage, if you want to be equipped to start a a new business, or if you want to be equipped to step out of the boat, I hope you understand that you need to read the Word of God because the Word of God is what equips us. It's through the Word of God that He comforts us and He corrects us. 
and he come, conforms us, church. It, there's no way without reading the word of God that we can be conformed to his character. I hope you realize that. There's no way we can be conformed to the character of God unless we allow the word of God to come into our life. I want you to understand, church, that there's no way we can understand the error of our ways and receive godly correction without the word of God, without reading it, church. I want you to understand there's no way we can be comforted even even by the Holy Spirit if we don't have his words of comfort in our life. I hope you grasp that, church. Again, when we need comfort the most, we've got to have the Word of God established in our life. Because the Holy Spirit will lead you to that place of comfort between all of these pages. And and, and lead you to that, that very passage you need to read. That very Word that's going to pop out and give you comfort in the midst of your storm, church. We need those things. It's through His Word that He instructs us, He inspects us, and He inspires us. And this is, this is really where I'm going to bring this to a close. Because the sad reality is there's far too many of us that are walking through our Christian life uninspired. We don't care where tomorrow takes us. We don't care what happens in our marriage. We don't care what happens in our family. We don't care what happens at work. We're just so uninspired. We've got no devotion. We've got no dedication. We've got no vision. We've got no hope. We, we're just uninspired. And I'm telling you, the number one reason why individuals in the house of God and family of God are uninspired is because they do not have the inspired word of God in their life. God is not a man that he should lie. He's not the son of man that he would change his mind. Please understand me. This is life here, church. This is everything that we need. And yet we think we can do without it. Uh, we've, become, we've become this people. And I, I, I've said it so many times before, and I'm not saying it in a condemning way. I'm saying it's where our culture is. We are so accustomed to being entertained. Sit in front of our TV and we're entertained. We go to the movies and we're entertained. Everything. You can go anywhere out there in the world. And everything is, is to just impress us and entertain us we're so used to this consumer mentality where there's really nothing required of us and so often we carry that same mentality and attitude in the house of God but this method of scriptural intake has to break through all of that this this method of scriptural intake this this I don't, even, I don't even want to say fundamental because it's even more than fundamental. It's crucial. It's critical to our faith. The reading of the Word of God. If you want to be inspired tonight, you, you know what area of your life. I don't need to tell you. You know what area of your life. You just you got no inspiration at all. Maybe it's work. Maybe it's marriage. Maybe it's your Christian life. Maybe it's ministry. Uh, you know, there, there's people that stand behind the pulpit in the house of God, pastors that are completely uninspired because they've become so overwhelmed with the care of the ministry that they don't even have time to let the breath of life breathe over their ministry. They've become so self 
dependent. This is the breath of life, church. And listen to me. If we don't have this breathe over us every single day, we'll be gasping for breath. Every area of our life, your marriage will gasping for breath. Family, gasping for breath. Your sons and your daughters, gasping for breath. Your finances, just gasping for breath. Waiting for that breath of life to flow over them, church. And we've got to understand this is the breath of life, church. Amen. And we cannot survive without it. If you're here tonight and you say, God, I want the breath of life. I want you to stand to your feet tonight. God, I've set it aside. I've not been faithful to whatever it is. You just know you need more of the breath of God in your life. You need more vision. You need more revelation. You need more truth. You need more direction. You need more insight. You need more joy. You need more peace. All of that is found right here. Tonight we're saying, God, I am in a pursuit of godliness. I'm in the pursuit of this thing called Christian character in my life. And the only way I will get there is if I'm willing to read for myself the Word of God. It's the second finger in, in, in our study. But I want you to understand how important it is, church. So tonight we're simply saying, God, I'm a candidate for becoming a reader of your word. Imparting wisdom, truth, revelation, all of those things that I need into my life, God. So if that's your prayer tonight, I want you to pray that with me, church. I just want us to become readers of the word of God. Not just hearers, but readers of that will allow the Spirit of God to speak into our life so we can be inspired and an inspiration. Amen? I just want to go with what the Holy Spirit says here even before I pray. Because, listen, without this, you cannot be an inspiration station. Please understand me. Without this, you will be nothing but an inspection station. You'll be nothing but a judge. You'll be nothing but a critic. You'll be nothing but a hater. You'll be nothing but a rebuker. You'll be nothing but a discouragement. You'll be nothing but a weight. You'll be nothing but a burden. You cannot be an inspiration station in anyone's life without the Word of God. Listen, we got enough inspectors in the house of God. We need some inspirers in the house of God. Amen? That's our prayer tonight. Father God, I just thank you for your Word tonight. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for your truth. I thank you for your revelation, God. I thank you that you care for us enough to speak hidden things into our lives. To reveal secrets and mysteries, O God, to the simplest of men. I thank you, Father God, that we don't have to be kings to understand your secret. I thank you we don't have to be rich, Father God, to to have your revelation in our life. All we have to do is be hungry. All we have to do is be thirsty. All we have to do is to desire, God, to have a deeper revelation of you. So, God, tonight, above every prayer, I pray that we would read your word 
on a regular basis, God, so we could be an inspiration station. God, you can't use inspectors, God. Fruit inspectors and marriage inspectors and life inspectors and family inspectors. We need individuals and you need individuals that can inspire others. Inspire our pastor, God. Inspire our neighbor, inspire our wife, inspire our children, inspire our boss. Inspire a stranger, oh God. Inspire everyone that we come in contact with. And the only way we can do that, God, is if we are willing to read your word. Let it become urgent to us. Let it become critical, Father God, in our lives. I I, I thank you that your people have come to hear you tonight, God. But I'm praying that when they leave, they would read. I'm praying that from this night to Sunday morning or this night to next week, God, they would read your word, read your revelation, read your truth, read the, the, the completeness, Father God, of your word. I don't want to belabor it. I don't want to make it difficult, God. Just move upon our hearts tonight, Father. Forgive us for the times where we've waited for someone else to feed us and someone else to dress us, someone else to equip us. Forgive us, God, for the times that we have failed to take personal responsibility for our pursuit in godliness. Teach us, O God, by the power of your Holy Spirit to be everything that you've called us to be. Equip us, God, to be everything that you've called us to be. And God, as your people leave tonight, as always, I pray that you would hem them in, that you would bless them, Father God, in all that they do. God, that they would prosper in everything that they touch. I pray that you would reside on the throne of our heart, Father God, that you would come against the work of the enemy, that you would come against the schemes of the enemy. I thank you, Father God, that there's no weapon formed against us that will prosper this week as long as we keep you on the throne of our heart, God. Cover us. Meet every need that we have according to your riches and glory. And we give you the praise for it. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. Can we bless the Lord, church? Amen. I believe there might be some of you that have a special need, a special request. Be happy to tarry with you, pray with you, and and bless you, encourage you. If that's you, come. Otherwise, be blessed and go in the name of the Lord.